so much for, uh, you know, taking time out of your schedule and, um, you know, um, with, you know, having COVID and everything, uh, joining us. So again, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, uh, just, uh, wanted to go ahead and start off, um, by asking, so when you did your first, or when you did your commercial for DSW, uh, was that like one of your first like uh, voice acting gigs? Actually, yeah. I mean, I think I had done a few for uh, radio stuff that were just, I think there was McDonald's and Burger King, and then DSW was the first kind of like cool little animated one. And uh, that was really fun because I got to do like three different shoe voices. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the first ones. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even expect uh, for it to be animated. And then I saw the commercial itself. I was like, oh, wow, it's animated. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super cute. <laughs> and then, um, so coming from one of the biggest fandoms that uh, you're a part of is, as we all know, the Overwatch series. So when you go to cons or do any public appearances, um, does anybody recognize you from your Crest commercials or Radio Shack commercials? Um, you know, I don't think like in... I think one time a fan brought a toothpaste. Of course, he brought Colgate. Everyone thinks it's a Colgate commercial. I, I, I think it's mostly been online where people comment like, oh my gosh, I used to see you in that commercial. But at cons, it's not like they're like, oh my God, you're from that. So yeah, no, but it is a funny thing when, when, when they do remember I was in that or like they come across it again for some strange reason. <laughs> I mean, I, I did see the, uh, the commercial reel on your, on your YouTube page. So that's how I came across it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of brought back some memories too. <laughs> so funny. That, that commercial ran a lot. The one in English and Spanish as well. They both ran. Um, it was super crazy. I was like all over and, and my, my, my friends in like a, Alaska and then my cousins in Costa Rica, they were all like, I just saw you at the mall on a TV commercial. I was like, whoa, <laughs> good for me, Crest. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, from a, uh, from a different voice actress, um, I heard, um, her name is Morgan Berry. I heard that, um, starting out voice acting or like acting wise, like commercials is where you actually kind of want to be. Uh, can you give your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's like, we want to be able to do everything. I think sometimes breaking and breaking into everything is hard film, TV, animation, commercials. Um, so I think that at the beginning, they just agents kind of get us auditions for commercials because it's like a, I don't want to say it's easier because it's not necessarily easier, easier. I just think that it's, it's one of the avenues to do. And when you book a commercial, it, may, it makes some decent money. So it helps you as a starving artist to kind of cover bills and continue. But if I could have done an animation since the beginning and only that, of course I would, you know, I, I like to do the fun stuff, but every once in a while you hit a commercial that plays all the time and gives you good residuals. And as an artist who rarely gets to work, that's a, it's a great thing to help you pay bills. So for sure, it's a great thing to book. But it's not easy. And uh, <laughs> even though we start trying to do that, it's not always, you know, I think I, the, my first commercial was a Dunkin' Donuts one on camera. And that took me like three or four years to book with my first agency. And I was going to tell them, I'm going to stop auditioning for commercials. I don't think I'm made for this. And then somehow you start kind of understanding or you just have the right look in that moment. But it's a really weird animal. I, there's no rhyme or reason to anything really. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And Feel then free to I, edit these answers because I, I know that, oh, I know it's a podcast <laughs> and that's fine. But like, if you're going to put anything in writing, like these are long-winded answers. So you can totally edit stuff down. What we totally sense. like, 
long-winded answers here so okay okay cool that's why so these questions are long-winded as well perfect um and i just want to go ahead and bring this up really quickly uh my friend and i uh thomas silverby uh we gave you this massive sombra banner at las vegas comic-con not too sure if you remember you gave me one yeah it looked like it was kind of drawn like out of out of chalk like a chalk drawing and this wasn't it, Vegas it wasn't Comic the one Con. that was rolled up from like a um uh like a canvas right i think that may have been the one that looked like a chalk drawing i need to yeah i get a lot of fan art and i'm trying to remember do you have a picture of it could you send it in the chat uh let, i'll have to go ahead and look for it but yeah i think i can definitely find it i have a mini one that you signed for me um because he mass produces them but he does like chalk stuff um but yeah it was awesome no i'm i'm vaguely remembering i get a lot of fan art i keep it all and i put it in a in a big trunk that i have mm -hmm. um i mean also if you show me a picture probably i'll be like oh yeah that one yeah i'll go ahead and go uh, look through my stuff because i did two las vegas ones i think it was just a lot it was just the las vegas comic-con charlie cox was one of the guys there jason david frank yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But, um, I, and yeah, that goes into the next question. I know that you probably received a lot of gifts, but um, what's the craziest gift or like the gift that made you say like, oh, wow, you know, that's pretty awesome that someone has given to you? Um, okay, one was this tiny sombra that was, it's like not even an inch tall and it's like a perfect little 3D printed sombra and it's beautifully painted and it's like adorable and it's the, the work is incredible. So that was awesome. And then I got a little, um lego of myself and the shirt says his bangle saxon and it's adorable and she has a little microphone um uh -huh. <laughs> those, those are just like extra cute and i think that like a lot of thought goes into them but i i just love all the fan art i get um i love when like kids come and they write sombra you know with incorrect spelling and it's just like a little <laughs> stick figure in purple and i i love them all because i know it's people have put a lot of time and effort into them Mm -hmm. Once a girl gave me a fan art that was, um, I had done a live stream in my bedroom and you could see like a hammock behind and some plants and my guitar and she like drew that whole set. So I don't know, it's just like the, the things that people come up with is pretty creative and beautiful. Gotcha. That's so pretty cool. You know, uh, the little 3D printed stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I did a video and everything because it was like tiny and like awesome and beautiful. Um, I'll have so to sure put hours that. into that. Yeah. <laughs> It won't let me drop it right now. I did find it, but um, it won't let me drop it right now into the chat. So I'll go ahead and. Um, it's weird. Yeah, well, do that um, later. Can I say hi? Can I? Let's say. Nope. It's weird. I'm even click clicking like a little smiley face and it won't let me do it. <laughs> oh, okay. All good. Um, All right. Find a I'm way. I'm just trying to remember because <laughs> I can't. All right. <laughs> And you can then, tweet it uh, at me. Tweet it at me, and I'll see it later. Okay, that works. I'll go ahead and do that. Cool. Um, and so Overwatch doesn't do any uh, motion capture compared, you know, compared to the other video big video games that you've been involved with, such as uh, Red Dead, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, and Far Cry Six. So, can we expect any uh, mocap from Overwatch Two? Oh no, they do everything animated. Um, yeah, I wish. I mean. Just being in the booth is fun. Mocap can take a lot of hours. So you're just, you know, you're acting and, and reacting and there's all these setups. So I had a lot of fun doing it for Red Dead and GTA and Max Payne. Oh, I also did some some mocap for Gears Tactics and that's really fun, but 
you know, it's it's whole eight hour days or even longer. So sometimes just being in the booth for four hours is nice because then you get to go home and chill. I like both, but it's Overwatch just as animation. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then, as someone who has a very successful YouTube channel, his uh, Anglo-Saxon, what's it like writing, directing, acting, and editing? Also, can you walk us through a little bit through your process? You know, I don't, I don't consider myself a writer. I just, um, I decided to tell my stories in a vignette sketch style comedy form. So anything that I had actually really experienced, I would kind of write out as a scene that I had lived. So I wasn't inventing stuff. It's just like, this is what happened to me this morning. Casting director said this, and then I said this. And so I kind of have a skeleton of how the scene's gonna go. And I, I like to figure out like the beginning, middle and end. Um, and then at the very beginning of his Bengal Saxon, it was just like trying to figure out what the characters were. So at the beginning, like I had different wigs and the manager was gonna have a big Afro wig, but then it didn't really work. So I kind of like had, like I would, I would do these test videos with really crappy lighting and just like my iPhone to kind of try and, and set up the shots to see what looked best. And I was still playing with the wigs to see which ones were gonna be like the recurring characters and, and stuff like that. So um, I think like there was a little bit of trial and error there and, and, and where do I put the camera and where do I look? Cause I needed to figure out to have, have it make sense when I edited. Once I, I kind of had everything a little more pat down it was easier to go okay so this character she sits here and i'd have the little setup and you know i like to make sure that like there's books in the background and that it, at least it looks like a decent shot you know um or mm. if it's just white here then i would have like hung something in the back there to make it look you know like an office so um i didn't use any microphones it was always with the iphone because if i moved you know i just I, I i was keeping it really simple which isn't the case for most most filmmaking is like you know, sound is one thing and then you've got a whole light team and I was there doing everything myself. So I kind of just learned to keep it simple. I would shoot with daylight for the most part. So it would just be nice and bright, you know. And um, and then I learned that I had to like, uh, not just say the lines, but I'd have to have reaction shots. Cause then if I was editing and I needed like a millisecond of one character reacting and I didn't have that, it was really annoying. So I learned to like, listen, if I knew what the other character was gonna be saying, cause I have to shoot everything from one side first, you know. So I'd be like, yeah. okay, I said my line and then I'd have my reaction, you know, and then I, like I'd, I'd do a few reactions just to have, and, and I know that that's what they do in, in actual real comedy, you know, they'll they'll have a bunch of like buttons or different different scene endings or reaction looks or whatever, just in case, because sometimes, you know, you put one look in and it's so much funnier. So I kind of learned that through trial and error. So I think that like some of the reactions got better as time went on, but it was definitely just me effing around with my camera and, and I had a bunch of footage, you know, that luckily because I had shot it, then I knew, okay, I want that. I remember seeing, you know, number five from that, or like the one where I do this thing was funniest. So at least I knew what I had done so I could edit it better. And editing was also a process that I had to kind of figure out on my own. I wasn't a great editor, but once I started learning, like, I don't know if you know, L's and J cuts. And I kind of like, I learned that on my own without really being technical about it. I just like, I just figured stuff out, you know, if you tinker enough with, with editing software, you can make some stuff happen. So that was fun, you know? Okay. Still well, seems a like it's a long process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as a salsa dancing enthusiast, uh, were you hoping that you'd be doing some of that in step up 3d? Oh no. Um, when I started working on step up, I knew I was just kind of like a, a background, like an uh, background performer. And then I got, 
a line and so that was like an upgrade and then I got to go you know fly out to LA and, and shoot some more some more stuff later so um, that was fun but I never I never auditioned as a dancer I know I was always gonna just be speaking and I don't I mean that's a whole other level of dancing I wish I could dance at that <laughs> level but nope <laughs> and then was Brasilia inspired by Parks and Rec or Portlandia because you know that Definitely like the first two minutes of it kind of gave it the Parks and Rec vibe. And also you worked with uh, Reggie Watts, who is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, he, he kind of um, created that whole project. So I wasn't in the, in the room trying to figure out what we were going to do. He had this idea to go shoot in Brasilia because he was already going to be in Brazil. Um, and he just knew that that city had some crazy architecture. And it just kind of goes with the vibe of all of his, you know, kind of retro um art and and just bizarreness to everything he does so he kind of led that and um you know he's the the major improver there and I was just supposed to be like this like you know Disney kind of we, we had also based it off of a Disney video where like a 1960s video where they're giving you a tour of Disney and so everything's very like kind of awkward and they're just pointing at things and so we wanted to recreate that vibe but he was the one who came up with the crazy stuff he said so um I mean I'm sure he's been inspired a lot by Portlandia and stuff like that because he's friends with Fred Armisen um but I don't I don't really know what inspired him he's just a he's just a creative genius who does crazy things so yeah you just came in I'm gonna open it okay Oh my God. Okay. I would not call this chalk. I still have this. Um, I, I, for me, this is pencil drawing. Uh, of oh, course, true. this is one of the most, this is one of the most beautiful ones I've gotten. He, and he gave me the actual, like, like rectangular one, the OG. Oh yes. I still have it. It's, it's stunning. I love it. And, um, uh, yeah, this isn't chalk. <laughs> or maybe it is. Sorry. Like, for me, it's just pencil, you know? True. Oh my God. This is one of the most stunning ones for sure. I, I asked him if I could use it once to like announce, um, my con schedule and I just put it on the side because I just thought it was such a pretty, pretty drawing. Yes. Thank him again for it. I, I still have it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Every yeah. con he's local here in Phoenix. So every con, um, <laughs> I always buy his artwork and then, uh, he happened to be in Vegas. So I was like, Oh, I was like, uh carolina's here so i was like I, she's my favorite character in overwatch i was like i need to get this signed and it's like oh she's here i was like yeah he's like here 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 give her this or this i was like totally as well thanks man yeah yeah no i still i keep it in the he also gave it to me in like a plastic like i i like to keep the ones that you know i, I need to take care of um yeah because there's like there's like some real artwork that's just like fine art that i know like i um i hold on to because it's cool if i had more wall space i'd be hanging stuff up i just my house is pretty small, so I don't have like all this space to put stuff up, you know, someday. <laughs> totally understand that too. <laughs> and then, uh, so when is your co-creator or co-worker, I'm sorry, Matt Mercer, going to let you join Critical Role? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think he, he really, they, the whole team chooses people very specifically. And, you know, like Anjali, for example, grew up uh, doing RPG stuff and... So I think that there's um, there's just like specifics to uh, the team that they put together for certain things and and the kind of improv they want and stuff like that. So maybe someday, but you know I, I know that they they have a, a system and I respect it and it's a little scary to me because I, I can do improv, but that's like that's like a whole other level, you know. Um, <laughs> I respect I respect what they do very much. They're very good at it. 
Don't want to mess that up. And would would you be open to doing like D and D and all that? You know, open world RPG stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did, I did do um, a cool um, with Brian Deckhart and Amelia Rose Blair. They did one on Twitch that they called the Golden Spiral, and it was Erica Ishi and Anjali was there with us and a few other people, and we did like eight weeks of um, of a, a campaign, and it was really cool, and I learned a ton, and it scared me every single time. I got really <laughs> nervous every time I had to go because it was just like you kind of don't want to mess it up, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I learned a lot. I, if Matt asks me, I will do it. It's just like, I, I, cause I do, I do try to do things that scare me all the time just to like keep challenging myself. And you know, like, uh, there's certain things that, that I feel I'm not as great at. And so it's like, you know, you kind of got to throw yourself into the ring and, and try different things. So, um, that one, that one's scary, but Hey, uh, someday. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go out of your own comfort zone though. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah no i wouldn't say no but i'm not going to go beg them to do it because i know that they you know it's they have a process yeah absolutely and uh last thing um and i'm kind of stealing this from anjali uh but if you could give yourself uh your younger self you know some some advice uh what what would it be you know i was thinking about that today i think that um i used to worry so much every time i auditioned when i was you know in my early 20s and then i wouldn't get that audition and then oh i'd go in for another one and i wouldn't get it and it was just like i'd i'd really think like oh my gosh did i not do a good enough job and it's like now i truly understand oh my gosh there are so many of us auditioning for every single project and not everybody's gonna get it and so it's just about like the experience of doing it, you know, I, I sent three auditions today and um, they were all different, you know, one was for a video game and one was for a commercial and one was for an animation. And I thought I did a great job, but I also know that like, there's so many talented people out there. And so it's kind of like, that's part of just doing your best work and stop thinking about it and moving on, you know? And uh, lately I've just really been enjoying sending auditions that make me happy and, oh my gosh, it would be a great thing if I booked them. But if I don't, I just keep going, you know, because, I know so many great actors out there and if they book it, that would be also a really cool thing and I'd be so happy for them. And so it's like, we just kind of share the love and, and the work. And so I think I'd stop worrying so much about the auditions I didn't book. I would just focus on, okay, I sent that audition. Now I'm going to go have fun and I'm going to see some friends and then I'm going to go to work out. Like focus on all the things that you do have and all the things you are enjoying instead of worried about, oh, well, I haven't booked anything in two months. It's like, just keep going, you know, and, and yes. part of creating the, the, web series also just helped me like focus on stuff that I was enjoying and that I was liking to do. And that way I wasn't so focused on the stuff I wasn't doing. It was like, what am I doing? You know? And I think that that can just go for anything in life. If we can focus on the things that, that we are enjoying, you know, I got COVID, but I'm in Amsterdam. So I get to see my, my nephew more and I get to hang out with my sisters more. So it sucked. But at the same time it was like, okay, well let's, let's focus on the things that are going right. You know? Yeah. And, I, I wish I could not have stressed so much. And, and now I'm really trying to enjoy the process more and not, you know, not, not stress so much about that stuff. Oh, that's awesome though. That's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, you can't sweat the small stuff, right? You do what you can and then you just keep going. And like, if you do a job interview and you don't get it, okay, that was good experience to learn how to answer a question differently in another interview. And then, you know, it's like, everything's kind of like a rehearsal for when it does really happen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, just to wrap this up, do you have like any uh, shout outs, like any uh, upcoming projects that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited about my film called Morgan's Mask. It's, it's an indie I produced in the pandemic and we did it with very little money. We shot it in my apartment. I'm going to start showing it at conventions, kind of like a little, like a convention circuit, just because I really think it's going to speak to con goers who are cosplayers or gamers. Um, it's about a cosplayer and a gamer who uh, goes through the pandemic by herself and she deals with some depression and anxiety and it's kind of finding your passion again and, and what you want to do in life that makes you happy. Um, and so we just finished editing that and so we submitted to a bunch of festivals and so we're waiting for that and then hopefully we'll get to put it on Amazon Prime in the fall and so I'm really excited about that. Our first screening is going to be in about a week and a half and then oh, we're nice. Kind of showing it at conventions when i when i go I'll, I'll present it kind of as a as an evening event uh so that's really exciting the trailer's up on my um and my instagram and my youtube um and that was a really fun project to work on learned a lot of hard stuff producing a film is really hard and uh takes a lot of energy oh my gosh um and then we also have a new project that uh, they just put the first three minutes on YouTube. It's a new Disney animated series called Hamster and Gretel. It's by the same creator as Phineas and Ferb, and it's going to be really fun. I play Gretel's mom. She's a Venezuelan woman who's incredibly funny and smart, and uh, hopefully it'll go to San Diego Comic-Con and it'll have a, a launch in July. So that's a really cool project that's, that's out there. You can see the first three minutes on YouTube. If you literally just YouTube Hamster and Gretel Disney, it'll pop up. Um, and so that's that's really exciting. And I'm working on three other video games right now and Overwatch 2, but I can't tell you about any of that or the video games. But, you know, once they're out, I always put that stuff on my Instagram and YouTube just to, to let people know that it's out there. So, you know, I'm constantly working on little things and, you know, different animations and, and stuff like that. Um, but for the moment, that's kind of the big things that I'm excited about. And... Um, trying to think that's that I'm just doing conventions those are gonna I always put those on my Instagram as well I'm doing Dallas and then anime expo in LA Edmonton Boston San Francisco um so you know traveling a lot to still see fans in person and uh we do signings online with Streamily so I'm gonna do one of those for Valorant at the end of June that'll be really fun on Instagram so okay yeah it's and a lot of information I just forgot <laughs> you and for our listeners um, or who will actually read, um, you know, the uh, transcript of the interview, um, where can they find you? Like, what are your handles for your Instagram, uh, your YouTube and your Twitter? Yeah, my Instagram is Ravasa, just my last name. Um, Twitter is Carolina Ravasa. TikTok is Carolina Ravasa. Um, my YouTube channel is Hispanglo-Saxon. Um, Sounds difficult, but it's Hispanic plus Anglo-Saxon, bam. Also, if you just Google my name, that stuff will pop up because I'm pretty good at keeping that all up to date. My website is carolinaravasa.com and you can find everything right there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so okay. much for having me, yeah, Geek Network. Definitely. And uh, as always, apagando las luces. Boop, boop.